Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Brian. Uh, I'm doing this podcast solo at the moment. I'm actually in my truck topper. I just got up from um, a night's sleep. I, I was going towards Salida last night from Wichita, Kansas, and I got to roughly um, pretty close to Cotopaxi, and I started noticing that I was I was beginning to kind of doze off. So I thought, well, probably not the best thing to do uh, to drive along a, a canyon with a river right there um, that's windy with a windy road and um, falling asleep. So I decided to pull off on the side of the road and there's a nice little area to camp over here. And I just set up camp and it got pretty cold last night. I uh, woke up this morning and the sun had already come up and the temperatures were, were uh, it was 27 degrees Fahrenheit. So I think it probably got down to about 20 last night. I, I did wake up once in the night and it was really cold. So I had to kind of readjust the, the covers that Sierra and I were sleeping with. So, um, but really happy to be on my way back to, um, Gunnison, Colorado. I'll be there this winter and I'm going to full-time winter camp. I'm going to set up the four season tent with the wood stove and we'll definitely record a few podcasts from, from the uh, tent. I, I want to do some when there's a snowstorm going on. Cause I want to give the audience a kind of a, a window into what it's like to be out in, um, a four season tent in Colorado at, you know, between nine and 10,000 feet in elevation <clears throat> and, um, have a snowstorm going on. And, and also the, the temperatures in Gunnison are typically frigid in the wintertime. So that's going to be going to test my winter camping abilities. And last winter I stayed in that off-grade cabin, which was great, but I kind of, I don't know, I kind of got a little bit of cabin fever doing that. And I think the reason was, is, is that I wasn't as busy as I normally was in the wintertime. The previous two winters I had winter camped full-time on Mount Antero and, uh, that's public land back in there, but I'd bounce around every two weeks. I've got a, uh, the tent that I have is a four season tent with the wood stove. It's, it's from Cabela's. It's called the Bighorn three outfitters tent and it measures 12 by 14, which is, I think that's, that's about 168 square feet. And then I've got an additional vestibule that attaches to the front of it and that adds another 80 square feet. And so once you set that whole thing up, I mean, going from my truck to the, um, the big tent for four season you know, winter camping is, it's like, a, it's like I'm moving into a mansion. I got all this extra room. I can stretch, spread out. Uh, my floor plan when I get in there is I'll usually, you know, as you, as you walk into the tent on the left-hand side is where I'll set up my cot. And I've got a big old outfitters cot that measures 40 inches wide by, I think it's 91 inches long. So it's, it's a big cot and it's really nice. It's super comfortable and that can hold up to 400 pounds. So it can have me and a lucky lady on there as well. And, um, uh, it's really comfortable and I use a sleeping pad. I've got a, a C to summit a sleeping pad with an R value of five and it's an inflatable one. that's really comfortable. So I'll put that on there. And then I usually use my outfitters, uh, sleeping bag, which is from Cabela's. It's a uh, rated negative 20 degrees and it's, it's huge. It, it's actually that sleeping bag weighs 15 pounds. You could use it as a bedroll and it's really cushiony and comfortable. So, but, but walking into the tent, so if, if you can envision on the left-hand side, that's where my cot is as you circle around on the right-hand side over in the corner, as you know, if you're walking in, you look in the right corner, furthest from you in the, in the tent, that's where the stove is set up. And I use a, a stove that's actually no longer in production. It's, it's made by a guy from uh, Minnesota and it's called Four Dog Stoves and mine's the DX model, which was, uh, it was like the... I think it's like the middle size that he used to have, but now he's just doing all titanium stoves, which is great because they're super lightweight, but they're about three times the price, which is a little bit of a drawback. But I got my stove for 255 bucks, and I've used it for three winters now. 
and it's just phenomenal. I mean, that thing's a workhorse. It's a it's a pretty big box as as far as you know they. When you're looking at, at stoves for winter camping, you want to look at the box size. And the box is where you obviously house the fire. And so the box that I have is, I think it's about two feet deep. And then it's uh, 12 inches tall by 14 inches wide. And so you can you can load it up with a lot of wood in the wintertime and, 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 or at nighttime. And that's nice because then you're able to get longer burns from your wood that you're putting in there. And I use primarily four different types of wood. During the daytime, I'll use aspen and pinyon pine, and that burns fast and hot. And the reason why I like that is since it burns fast, if I need to leave the tent, I can pretty much, you know, let the fire burn out. I can just set it on, set the stove on high and uh, let the airflow, uh, you know, maximize the airflow through the stove itself. And that'll burn out that wood pretty quick. And then I can leave the tent. I don't have to worry about leaving a, a fire going inside the stove, which, you know, the stove's enclosed and it's contained, but I still would be leery about that because you don't want to come back to your tent later on and, you know, have it burned to the ground, which would, that would totally suck. So daytime, I'll use aspen wood and pinyon pine. And then as the evening starts to roll around, I usually throw in some cedar logs and cedar's a little bit of a, I'd say it's like a medium hardwood. It's not, not the hard, not the densest hardwood there is. And cedar does pop a little bit, but I, I like that sound. It kind of sounds like a campfire. And the thing I like the most about the cedar burning it in the stove is that it smells so awesome. I mean, it smells phenomenally well. And uh, it just it kind of loads up your tent with some good aromas, and, and it, I don't know, I like it. And uh, then what that'll do is that'll create some really good hot coals and then I'll throw in some black walnut, which is definitely a, a harder wood. It's it's pretty dense. I've 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 been able to get about five hour burns out of the hardwood um, with with using black walnut. And where I get my wood at is there's actually a wood broker at the corner of 50 and 285 in Poncha Springs in Central Colorado, and it's Gladys and Henry, and they and they're the coolest couple. They're I think they're in their 70s, and they just they bust their ass every day. It's amazing to see them work. And I'll go in there, and Gladys, oh, hey, Brian, and she gives me a big old hug. And then Henry will tell me about all of the the old-school survival stuff he used to do. He's, he's like a, this badass outdoorsman. And he'd go out in the dead of winter when it's like negative 20 out with literally just char cloth to make a, a fire, a little tiny backpacking stove that he made himself, and then he'd have a wool blanket and a tarp, and that was it. And he'd go out there for days and just, and he'd snare rabbits for food and cook them up over a fire. And I mean, what I do is nothing compared to what he does or what he used to do. So I'll go in there and it's kind of fun because they'll, they'll talk my head off and it's great. Uh, but back to the, the layout of the tent. So as you come in, like I said, caught on the left and then, um, I'll put Sierra's bed right next to me right there too. So Sierra will sleep next to me. And then the stove is in the far right hand corner. Um, and then, the area that's kind of open that, that uh, you know, is the, the rest of the tent, I'll set up my rollaway table just to have a, a space to, that's that's the, like a normal table height to, to work on if I need to repair gear or cook food or whatever it may be. But I also like to like, just sit on the ground and uh, the, the tent that I have has a, has a, has a floor so that I'm not, I'm not just on bare ground or snow. And... I'll sit on the, you know, I'll use that table, but then I'll, when I sit on the ground, I usually will take one of my sleeping pads because I carry two of them in the wintertime and I'll inflate that and cover it up with like a, 
I don't know, like a blanket. And then I'll, I'll sit on that and read throughout the day or work on my computer and, and do videos and write blog posts and stuff like that. And it's, it's really comfortable. It's uh you know, with the stove going, I do have a eco fan that I put on top of the stove and that pushes the hot air around the tent and that eco stove or that eco fan that I have, it's, it says that it, it can reduce your wood costs and wood consumption by up to 38% because it uses the heat from the stove to power a, a tiny little uh, fan that is, um, you know, once, once the stove gets hot enough, it creates energy and it powers that little fan. And so it's kind of cool. Like, you know, it's not pushing around cold air. It just operates when the stove is hot and I'll, I'll, put it on the stove where the junction is from the stove box all the uh to the, to the stove pipe because that stove pipe is really hot as well and same with the the stove box and so if you put the fan right there where that junction is then you're, you're pulling the hottest portion of the stove the hottest air out of it and and pushing it around the tent and so you know with that going like in the middle of the day or or in the evening i'll, I'll sit on the ground and it's nice and warm in the tent and I'll, I'll work on stuff or listen to podcasts and, you know, just kind of have a nice evening. And so that that's pretty much the layout of the Four Season Tent. I'm, I'm really excited. And, and Gunnison, um, my buddy Craig, you know, obviously he's the one I do the podcast with here. And then uh, Baron, he's, I think he's, I don't know where he and Elsa are staying this winter. They got, they hooked up their scamp with, uh, uh, they put in a cubic mini stove into the, the scamp. They cut a hole in the roof and, and retrofitted a stovepipe. And it's freaking awesome. They've got some videos up on YouTube right now that are insane. Just look for Elsa Ray, and it's um, Elsa, E-L-S-A, and then Ray, R-H-A-E. So search for her channel and, and look look up the stove that they have. It's really awesome. Um, I think the one drawback to the Cubic, though, is that it's a little bit, little bit small, and so you do have to stoke the stove a little bit more frequently. But they have a, a scamp, a 13-foot scamp, uh, trailer, you know, if you've listened to the previous podcast, Baron's explained it. I think it was podcast number two. He explained a scamp setup, and so he's got some insulation in there. And it's, um, I'm, I'm really excited to check that out. We're going to try to hook up here in the future for some more podcasts. It's just that um, he's been real busy over the last month, and I was in Kansas getting my health issues taken care of with my back and hip and everything. Um, but I'm excited to to hook up with them. And so going over to Gunnison though, back to what I was saying with, with Craig, uh, his buddy, Mark, who I've become friends with over the past few months, he has a off grid cabin that or an off grid ranch that he purchased this past year. And it's a hundred acres. And, uh, as we explained, I think it was in podcast nine or 10. Um, it's, it has a seasonal gate that goes back into this area, which means that once the snow starts flying, the County doesn't maintain the the snow on that road. They don't go and plow it. And so they, they, sh- they shut the gate. So we, we've got a key to the gate, which is great because there's, since there's homes back in there, you know, the forest service and BLM, they give you a key to access your property, but we won't be able to drive the vehicles back there and we'll be driving, two snowmobiles. And I think, I think Mark's picking up a snowcat as well. So we'll have that as our mode of transportation to get back in those areas. So I'm going to assist with any sort of home improvement projects they have going on around there and, um, couple that with my winter camping. And I'm really looking forward to it. The, the four season tent experience, although you don't sleep as, as thorough throughout the night, cause you do get up a few times to, to, to uh, stoke the stove. There's something about being back in the back country during winter when it's like 
dumping snow and you know the tent's kind of moving around a little bit because it's windy and you're inside there you definitely feel it definitely feels adventurous and it kind of feels like you're I wouldn't say I wouldn't say cheating death or cheating nature or anything like that because you've got the stove but you just you just feel like it's kind of a throwback to the days of old and so I'm I'm really looking forward to that um, but you know I was I was really excited I did this slide out extension for my truck um, built this in March of this past year. And this is really the first night that I've been in it where it got really cold outside. And I was really impressed with just how warm it was able to stay in here. Of course, there's my body heat and then Sierra's body heat. You know, she's, uh, she was snoring throughout the night and I think she was having dreams about running through pastures or something like that. Cause her little feet were going, she, she likes to sleep on her back and so her her legs are up in the air and then she'll be she'll like bark in her sleep and like her legs are going like crazy. I'm like, ah, she's having fun, <laughs> whatever she's dreaming about. So, um, but it, you know, the, it stayed pretty warm in here and there are just a few things that I'll probably do to improve the, the insulation of the, of the truck topper. But it gives me confidence to be able to go out in pretty much any conditions and know that I'll be fine. And then you know, one, if you wait in the morning for the sun to come up, you can let the passive solar start to come in to your, you know, through your windows and start to heat up the inside of it. And now it's probably, I'd say it's a comfortable 60 degrees inside my topper, but it's still, uh, the temperature gauge outside, outside is still registering at about 27 degrees Fahrenheit. So I'm excited. I'm, uh, gonna go ahead and get packed up here. I just, just had a breakfast. I made oatmeal in the topper and then did some hand pressed coffee. I've got this really great dark roast, um, from a roaster out of Kansas city and made some coffee, which was great. Kind of feel human again when you wake up and it's bitter cold out and then you, you know, you get yourself a warm breakfast going. That's always a, a plus. And Sierra's had her breakfast. I got her all fed. And so we're going to go for a little walk here. We're, we're right along the Arkansas river. Um, we're going to go for a little walk and I'm going to just kind of stretch the legs before I do the last portion of the leg of this trip. And then we'll we'll be jamming with tons of content. We're going to do lots of podcasts up at the ranch. And I've got a few uh, few new guests that are going to come on the show. So we'll make an announcement once, the, once those guests are scheduled to come on. And we're just really excited for this winter. So just wanted to provide you all with an update as to what I'm up to and um, just to let you know that my health issues are hundred percent dialed in and, um, I don't have to worry about my back being injured. It's wasn't, wasn't my back at all. It was just my hip that was out of place. And so I'm doing my physical therapy exercises to make sure that I don't fall back into having my hip pulled out of place. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to keep jamming. So going to go ahead and pack up the truck and head on out and I should be in Gunnison hopefully by early afternoon. So I'm really looking forward to it.